Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Second Take Cinema, coming at you from the glorious Impala Films headquarters in sunny Southend-on-Sea. As always, we are your hosts, Jamie Evans and Rory Jocelyn. Hello. And today, today, we are going back to the year of 2011. A simpler time. A simpler time. I was 20 years old. 2011. I was 25. And we are reviewing Crazy Stupid Love. That's right, today we're talking about Crazy Stupid Love. It's a 2011 American romantic comedy film directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, written by Dan Fogelman, starring Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, Marissa Tomei, and Kevin Bacon. The film, <laughs> the film was made for a budget of $50 million and grossed $145 million. Nice. Gosling was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor for his performance in this. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 79%, with the critical, the critical consensus reading, it never lives up to the first part of its title, but Crazy Stupid Love's unabashed sweetness and its terrifically talented cast more than make up for its flaws. Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly called it nothing more or less than an enchanting, light comedy of romantic confusion. It's a movie that understands love because it understands pain. Only pain. Only pain. He gave it a grade of A. Roger Ebert gave Crazy Stupid Love three out of four stars and remarked that it's a sweet romantic comedy about good-hearted people. A.O. Scott of the New York Times gave the film four out of five stars and wrote Crazy Stupid Love is, on balance, remarkably sane and reasonably smart. Some reviewers were less favourable, such as Christy Lemire of the Associated Press, who wrote that it never gets crazy or stupid enough to make you truly fall in love with it, giving the film two out of four rating. Hang on, what is is that? Because the film's called Crazy Stupid yeah, Love. Yeah, no, but like, would would it be f- <laughs> Steve Carell was wearing a gun? Hey, Mr. Tomei, Tomei was crazy. Mr. Marissa Tomei is your crazy. Mrs. Tomei. Jesus, I realise the alcohol had such a strong effect. You're going to have to catch me up here, Rory. James Roshi of MSM Movies was particularly critical, giving it one out of five stars and remarking that it's a star-studded love... Oh, fuck it up. Someone hurt this man. Someone hurt this man. It's a star-studded lump of fantasy and falsehood. He is the kid at the end, isn't he? Dude, this, he no, is this, this, love this, is pain. Mate, it doesn't exist. <laughs> this dude's wife slept with David Lindark. <laughs> Yes, she did. <laughs> David Lindhagen certainly, certainly took I what think, he wanted, didn't he? I think this critic watched this at the wrong time of his life. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. 
Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to get into that. But first, but first, it's time to quiz Rory. And today, there's only five questions today. Okay. Because they're longer questions. Okay. And really, there was only one thing we could do for this. It's time to play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. Right. I don't have any degrees on Kevin Bacon yet, but I will. You do through Haunted. Do I? Yeah. I can't remember what they are. We'll have to ask Benton. He's the one who looked it up. But through Haunted, which starred Linda Clark, who's been in Doctor Who, that leads to Kevin Bacon in about three steps, I think it is. So we are actually only three steps. We are all... There is no one on Earth who is not connected. There are scientists living in... There is an uncontacted tribe (laughs) in, like, Senegal. Who know Kevin Bacon? <laughs> I can I can disprove this because we there's a website for this, isn't there? The Oracle of Bacon. Yeah, I'm, a- I'm accessing it right now so I can proof check all your things. Okay, uh, I looked up some people that were involved in um, seminal blockbuster Mr. Ice Cream Man, and it showed that they had no degrees on bacon. Is it, is it zero degrees? No, it's infinite, isn't it? Zero degrees on bacon is only Kevin Bacon himself because he yeah. is Kevin Bacon. Infinite is where there is basically. It's so infinitesimal that they can't count it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they've got infinite number on bacon. Are you ready? Go on. So I'm going to give you a name, and you need to connect Kevin Bacon to this actor. Okay. David Duchovny. I'm not going to be able to do most of these. Can I just guess the number of steps? No. Because it's two, isn't it? <laughs> it is two. <laughs> I know it's pretty much everyone is two steps. Um... Dude, I do not know enough about Duchovny or Bacon to to do this. To be fair, I think I've actually chosen a difficult one for the first one, because according to Oracle of Bacon, there is only one route to connect Duchovny to Bacon. Is X-Files in there? No. I have actually, actually, I've strung you up with this first one. I thought this would be easy, but it surprisingly (laughs) isn't. He murdered me, ladies and gentlemen. He has killed me. Um... Oh, okay. I'm going to guess that it goes through Californication, but I could not tell you who. It's only through movies. Oh, it's literally just film. It's through a film, yeah. Evolution. No, see, I thought it would be Evolution, and it isn't. Like PJ and Duncan, obviously. Oh, wait, hang on. You can do it through Evolution. Ah, I know one that the Oracle of Bacon doesn't know. You can do it using this film, actually. PJ and Duncan. No, no, no. Go back to Evolution. Yeah. So start with Evolution. That's Duchovny. Yeah. And who's in Evolution with him that is also in this film? I didn't think of that when I wrote the question. Steve Carell's not in no, no. Evolution. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore is in Evolution. Julianne Moore is in Evolution. And she is in this film with Kevin Baker. Very well done, yeah. Well done. You've got one already. Bloody hell, I made it too easy. No, you didn't. You did most of the work on that one, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mentioned Evolution, to be fair, though. I'll still give you the point. Yay. To be fair, these are hard. Okay, up next. Emily Blunt. Uh... What has Emily Blunt been in? Loads of things. Come on, be reasonable here. <laughs> I don't, I've probably never seen any of them. No, I would have done. Uh, Emily Blunt. Name one film she's been in. Not uh, necessarily the one. Edge on of there. Tomorrow. Oh, Christ. Yes. Okay, fine. Uh, I've got a name to a face now. Face to a name, whatever. 
Um, oh God, I know how you can do it. I know how you can do it. Go on. Again, using this film. Yeah. So I'm going to allow you to use TV shows because you can do this using a TV show. Emily Blunt was in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, she was. Has Tom Cruise ever been in a film with Kevin Bacon? Because I'm fairly certain he has, but I can't remember in which, which one. In which case, you're gonna, if, if he has, then you're going to do it quicker than I was going to do it. Yeah. He has. He has been in a film with Kevin Bacon. It's an 80s film, isn't it? Or 90s? Early 90s. Early 90s. Very famous film. Also has Jack Nicholson in it, and it's got a line that's considered iconic in it. <clears throat> I actually quote this line a lot. Is it Colour of Money? No. Not Days of Thunder? No. No? That's 80s. Do you want me to be nice and tell you the line? Yeah. You can't handle the truth. Oh, fuck, I've seen that. A few good men. A few good men. Yeah, so you go, Emily Blunt is in uh, Edge, Edge of, of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. She's Cruise. with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in uh, A Few, a few good, good Men with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Well done, you did it quicker than me. So I was going to do, Emily Blunt is married to and was in A Quiet Place with John Krasinski. John Krasinski was in The Office with Steve Carell. Right. And Steve Carell is, is in, in Crazy Stupid Love. Nice. I'm telling you, bacon gets everywhere. <laughs> Vegetarians can try all they want, but you can't stop bacon. <laughs> I've seen... He even advertises at EE phones. Yeah, I know. People love Kevin Bacon. Can you connect him through EE? I just phone him. Uh, no, the what I've always wondered though is, has he ever like run onto a sports field and taken all his clothes off? Because then he'd be streaky bacon. We're gonna move on. <laughs> connect him to Adam Sandler. Maze. Adam Sandler. This one should be easy. Because Adam Sandler has worked with everybody. I'm fairly certain you could probably do a two degrees to uh, you can Sandler do, too. I'm going to give you a hint. You can do it through a film that we're going to cover on VGMP. In fact, by the time this comes out, we will have covered it on VGMP. Kevin Bacon's not on Pixels, is he? No, but you can do it through Pixels. Someone is in Pixels yes. who was also in a film with Kevin Bacon. I believe they're only a cameo in Pixels. It's not one of the leads. Mm. It's someone who has a lot of cameos in Sandler films, though, because he's in I Now Pronounce Chuck and Larry as well. Do you want to give you a hint about the person you're connecting it through? Well, the thing is, I honestly reckon you could probably connect it through any of those guys. My big problem is that I do not know enough. Oh, my God, you could do Kevin this Bacon. one with this film as well. Um, well, Bear in mind, I did not plan this. I literally just yeah. pulled actors out of my arse, right? Yeah. You can connect this one through Crazy Stupid Love as well. Okay, well, save that one um, until after I've made my guess. Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler was in Anger Management with yeah. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was in A Few Good Men with Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah, you could also do Adam Sandler was in Anger Management with Marissa Tomei, who was in Crazy <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Love with, with Kevin Bacon. Bacon. This is the best you've done on any of these quizzes, you know. Okay, next one. Kate Beckinsale. Well, she's a vampire and Kevin Bacon has lived forever, as we know by R.I.P.D. I'm gonna live forever. So she was in. I think you're gonna have to go through Van Helsing. Yes. Yes, that's the way I'm going. Yeah. Uh, so that would be with uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It's really obvious once you've got Hugh Jackman. Because he's in, he's in a very big franchise, isn't he, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. He's in X-Men with Kevin no, Kevin Bacon yeah. was in X-Men, yeah. Kevin Bacon is yeah. the villain in X-Men First Class. That's it. Which Wolverine has a teeny tiny one-line cameo in. Yeah, which is Where Patrick Stewart last. walks up to him and says, um, 
oh, we want to talk to you about joining a team. And it's he not goes, Patrick fuck Stewart, off. is it? It's, um, it's um, James, McAvoy James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Yeah. Uh, this one was also saying you can actually do it through the remake of Total Recall, apparently, as well. Oh, really? Yeah. The remake of Total Recall is garbage. Garbage. We might do it, you actually. Kn- you know what annoys me is someone posted it on a, a cyberpunk fan group, I mean, on Facebook. And those people going, oh, this doesn't get enough love, this film. It's such a... The remake. And then, like, the remake, there was you know legit what? somebody went, the remake is so much better than the original. I'm like, in what universe? <laughs> do you know what? I'd like to, if we, if we do do the remake of Total Recall, it'd be nice to get someone on who likes it, because me and you both hate it, don't we? Yeah, yeah I think that's pretty safe to say. Okay, last one, and it is my, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for my contractually obligated once per episode Doctor Who mention. David Tennant. David Tennant connects through Neil Patrick Harris through a via Doctor Who. Neil Patrick Harris was in Starship Troopers with Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. There's actually one step from Ironside to Bacon. I forgot about that. Right. And it's a film we've used already. Yeah, A Few Good Men. It's not A Few Good Men. I'm fairly certain he is. Oh, is he in A Few Good Men? I think he is. I think he's um, a military... The Oracle of Bacon is only giving me this one link between Ironside and Bacon. Wow, Okay. It's a more modern bacon film. It's not a few good men. You can um, connect him through X Men First Class. Uh, Michael Ironside was never an X Men. Yes, he is. He's an X Men First Class. He's a military general. He's only um, in one scene, but he's a military general. I'll be honest, I've never seen X Men. Uh, you Class. could also have gone through the first of the recent Doctor Who spin offs, uh, specials. Right. Uh, David Tennant is in The Star Beast with Beep the Meep who is voiced by Miriam Margulies, who apparently was in a film called Balto with Kevin Bacon. I would never have gotten that. I wouldn't have got that one either, to be fair, because <laughs> I've never heard of the film Balto. No. Um, gets around, though, Bacon does, doesn't he? Yeah, the little man slot. Gets around. <laughs> good actor. Um, good actor, Kevin Bacon. I feel like he's one of those actors who he's not sort of top tier as in he's not the first name that pops in your head but actually he's a reliably good performer and he's been good in pretty much everything he's ever been in it's like willem dafoe he's not like triple a tom cruise level but reliable as hell yeah reliable as hell you put him in a film you're like this is going to be a great performance yeah 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 i quite like kevin bacon like me a bit of bake yeah Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Rory got four out of five on that round. That's the best score he's had so far, percentage-wise. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this commercial break. So we're back, and we are talking about Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, This is a film I added to the list. I've seen this film. Counting this time, this is the fourth time I've seen it. Um, so the reason I want to talk about this film is I like 95% of this movie. I like Marissa Tomei. And yes. And then I feel like it stumbles hard yes. at the landing. Oh, it, it, I'll be honest. I've never seen this film before. It's very good for the most part. That ending is garbage. It's such a weird ending. Yeah. And you can make it even weirder by flipping the genders, but we'll get there. So, Crazy Stupid Love is basically one of those films where it's multiple storylines that eventually coalesce into you actually realise towards the end how they all tie together. Yeah. But you've got... Storyline one is Steve Carell and Julianne Moore. And Julianne Moore is Steve Carell's wife. And she tells him she wants a divorce because she's been bawling a different guy, David Lindhagen. Yes. And Steve Carell jumps out of a car. (laughs) Yes. 
Um, then you he meets Ryan Gosling's character, and Ryan Gosling is essentially playing a more cool version of Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, he's like a player. You know, he goes out yeah. to bars, he picks up chicks, but he's not a comedy character in the way that Barney, Barney Stinson. Is Obviously, uh, half the stuff Barney Stinson does wouldn't actually work in reality. Yes, but I think what um, what Ryan Gosling's character does, Jacob, in this would work for the most part because it's yeah. not so exaggerated. Yes. Well, that's because Ryan Gosling is incredibly good looking and incredibly charming. So is Neil Patrick Harris to be I don't think Neil Patrick, But the difference is Neil Patrick Harris is gay. So he's not trying to pick up women re- in real life, whereas Ryan Gosling, Ryan, I imagine, could easily he pick could up sh- women in real life. He's probably smashing left, right, center. I I'd actually, married now. I'd, yeah, I don't know, actually. You might be in a relationship. <laughs> oh, isn't, isn't Ryan Gosling married to Eva Mendes? Uh, maybe. Anywho... Um, and he sort of is like, I'm going to teach you how to be cool again to Steve Carell. Meanwhile, Steve Carell's 13-year-old son is head over heels in love with his babysitter, who's 17. Mm. The 17-year-old babysitter is in love with Steve Carell, who's yeah. in his 40s. And you've also got Emma Stone's character in the mix, who she's got a boyfriend played by Josh Groban, and things just aren't really going so great there. And Ryan Gosling, in a scene quite early in the movie, makes it clear he's attracted to her. He sees her at the bar, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, And for a while, for probably the first two acts of the film, these all feel like they're separate storylines. Yeah, they don't really have a lot of cross-bleed. The closest connection we've had, actually, for anything to do with Emma Stone's story so far... Is, is that, that she met Ryan Gosling? She met Ryan Gosling once and then said no, left, and never came back to him. Yeah, she disappears from the film for ages, doesn't she? Yeah, because she's got her own issues where she's dating Josh Grobin yeah. and thinks that he might propose because her friend suggests it. Yeah. Her friend appears at the bar one more time, but for a relatively pointless scene. Yeah. I don't know, that's a funny ass line when she's like when she's like, Come to the bar, the hot guy's here and she's like, No, I'm studying. You should be studying the general curve of his curve of his cock. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's basically that was in, injected in to keep her relevant in the story yeah. because otherwise she has no point yeah. of being there at this at this moment. It's a um, film about the breakdown of relationships, the beginning of new relationships, what's considered sexy and cool and then exposing the artifice of that, because what you get for the first half is Ryan Gosling teaching Steve Carell how to be like him. Yep. And it's actually a really sexist attitude. He has that line, doesn't he, where he's like, the war between the sexes is over and we won. Yeah, he said we won as soon as they started using pole dancing for exercise. This then flips, is the point, in the yeah. second half of the film. Yeah, it, it's actually quite um, a vapid lifestyle that Ryan Gosling... Mm. Oh, Jacob, should I say, Ryan Gosling himself, leads in this film. Yeah. I really like the bit when he goes on the date with Emma Stone and he thinks it's going to just be a random smash again. But well, she, comes, she basically asks him out rather than... Yeah. Normally, he's picking up chicks with, it doesn't matter, hey, do you want to... Basically, do you want to go back and bone? But yeah. she doesn't say, he doesn't say it that way. Yeah, he just says, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. That's it. The cool way of doing it, not yeah. the way that I would do it. Um, because I'm not cool. <laughs> um but yeah, basically, she comes in after having had uh, a negative from Josh Brolin. Uh, Josh Brolin? Josh Groban. Josh Bro- <laughs> different film, bro. Slightly different actor. Very well. different film. Um, but yeah, so she, she doesn't get the marriage proposal she expects. To be fair, he never suggested it was on the cards. Mm. She's whimsied that up herself. 
but is obviously disappointed that it's not come to pass. Mm. So she decides she's basically leaving him there. Oh, you know, he leaves her because she goes, oh, I thought you were going to propose. And he's like, oh, I've got to reevaluate, which is a dick move on his part. Yeah, I need to think about where we're going. Yeah. And she walks out on him yeah. after she, drinking a whole glass of gin. Yeah, but well, I mean, she thought they were on the climb somewhere, even if they weren't going to get engaged at this point that it was on the cards he's obviously thinking it's just a smash we were on a break so she goes to find jacob at the bar and she basically forces him to take her home yeah which he's not against because he still finds her hot but basically she's unlike normal she's in control yeah and i really like the bit where he actually, when they're laying together and they're not going to have sex at this point, they're just talking. Yeah. And he says, can you ask me something personal about myself? Yeah. Because he's, he's one of no one ever has. Yeah, well, yeah. And also, because, well, most people don't really care about that. They just want to smash him. But the other thing as well is um, one of his rules it's not for Carell. Yeah, because he goes, when he first brings Steve Carell over, he's like, I know about, uh, what's his name, Hagen. Uh, David Lindhagen. Yeah, David Lindhagen. Because everyone knows about David Lindhagen. Yeah, like, Ask me. I've never met you before. How do you? Th- <laughs> I, to be fair, I like the response. Of, Maybe you've been cheated on. Oh, is David Lindhagen smashing your wife too? <laughs> yeah, it's like no, it's because that's all you've been saying for the last two to, days to complete strangers. Yeah, like as if that's a yeah. pickup line or just to try and get empathy, um, yeah. which is understandable when you've had a bad break like that. Certainly after a long period of time that kind of is your only story. Yeah, of And course. that's obviously not a good way to meet people, pick up people, if that was the jam. He, at any point, I think he was just looking for empathy. Men are expected to bat it, and I don't want to get into a topic about reality, but no. men are expected to bounce back from something like that and not talk about it, because yeah. I feel like it's different for women. Um, but with men, you just look like a sad sack. If you're sitting around going, oh, yeah. my, I've just found out my wife's cheated on me. I yeah. can't believe this. If it was the other way around, he cheated on her and then dumped her and wanted a divorce. Yeah. If she was sitting there crying to, well, number one, she'd have friends to, to say, cry that's to. That's the difference. She would have a whole group of girlfriends. Yeah. He's an asshole. Men's are a- men yeah. are assholes. Like, yeah, he, you, he wasn't good enough for you anyway. Whereas, whereas when, with him, he, he, he reaches out to a friend. And he actively loses the friend. Yeah. Because the because basically his wife I can't remember his wife's name, but he's the father of the babysitter girl. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, she says we have to choose between you and your wife." And because I, my wife's picked your wife. Yeah, I tried to choose you, but she said I was wrong, and I do hate that because that's yeah. the sort of bollocks I hate seeing yeah. in films. Why can't you have separate like, my, friends? What a henpecked fucking. Yeah, why can't you have separate friends then? Yeah, of course you can have separate friends. Yeah, but my God, not it, according to this. There is nothing more toxic than a couple where all the friends have to be. Yeah, well, you can't part be friends of the group. And I'd understand if it was like another gender, but it's not. Like, it's not like he's de- he's seeing a girl behind his wife's back. It's a guy. It's yeah. It's Carell. Yeah, yeah. Again, this isn't meant to be like pulling it in. Like, here's the reality of it, brah. It was more just a case of I like the fact that this film tackles that. This is this man is a sad sack. But honestly, what other stories has he got to tell? And I think that's the positive message that that's he the biggest gets from thing Jacob. that's happened in his life. Yeah. yeah, it is the biggest thing in his life. Yeah. And Jacob basically goes, look, it's fine that you've got this sad story. But no one cares. No one cares. What If you want to talk to people, if you want to get them to communicate with you, you need to ask them about them, not download all of your insecurities and problems onto them yeah so i think that's what's interesting about this film is that it it does tackle that theme 
Yeah. Um, and it does tackle it from every direction, barring the ending again. We'll it, get to yeah, the ending. It does tend to try and tackle that from multiple angles. Yeah. You will feel bad for in this film. David Lindog. <laughs> David Lindog is bullied by Actually, nearly every was, character yeah, in there this was, film. There was one point I felt guilty, I felt sorry for him because normally I wouldn't do. He's the he's the other guy. He's the guy who broke up the marriage. He's still try, He's still plowing that. So as he says in the film, he didn't mean to fall in love with a married woman. Yeah, it's just one of those things that happened. He didn't mean for it to happen. He is not, as far as we know in the film, he is single. Yeah, there's no suggestion that he's taken, is there? He's he's actually just after a woman he fancies. All he can do... At the end of the day, sexuality is a competition. That's Mm. literally evolutionary competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a thing in the animal kingdom, you know. And we are animals. A new young lion comes into the pride and tries to fight off the older male lion sort of thing. Yeah, to assert dominance. I just wanted to say, what I like about this film is that it explores a recovery... And I think this is kind of where the ending fails it a little bit. But it explores the recovery from a man who has spent his whole life in basic servitude to his wife. Loves his wife, adores his wife, still loves her. And his family that he's had with her. And has to face the fact that he has nothing left. And I've... I've, Not with kids. Not actually married. But I've come out of a a relationship. A very long relationship. And you end up with... Like him, you end up with nothing. And it's just expected to be like, well, just get up and move on, bro. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't just turn off feelings that way. And it explores him having to try and find sexuality again with more than the same person for a long period of time. I mean, she found that before they split. He's now having to find that Afterwards. with all the baggage attached. Yeah. With no, with no financial support. He has to move into a tiny flat. Yeah. You know. And he has to try and rebuild his life again. And I thought that was an interesting journey to explore. Yeah. I thought it was interesting as well that they, they don't make Julianne more like some screaming harpy who's like awful. Yeah. Like she recognises that she's made a mistake. She clearly regrets the mistake because she doesn't want to go in a permanent relationship with David Lindon. No, no. he was. I think he was just... It's her- a moment of weakness. And she yeah. was flattered by the fact... Because... There's a bit in it where Steve Carell acknowledges, doesn't he, that he stopped trying Well, in you the see him at the beginning, like everyone under the table wearing their nice posh brogues, etc. And she's still dressed in the high heels. And, and he's, he's wearing, got the shitty trainers. Yes, yeah, trainers that are worn to buggery as well. Yeah. They're not even like clean trainers. And I honestly suspect, I don't get me wrong, I'm sure a lot of cheating happens purely because people are dicks. But I think a lot of cheating, when it's in long-term relationships, not always, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's right. No, it's definitely not right. Um, but I think a lot of cheating, when you hear about like marriages where cheating's happened, mm. I think a lot of it happens because people just let things slip. And I'm yeah. not saying, I'm not going to say it's because they're lazy. Life is complicated. Life is busy. Life wears you down. And people take for granted. I, I certainly know my parents took each other for granted yeah. after a certain point. Yeah. Um, because yeah. you just kind of assume... Well, you get comfortable. Well, I've been married to this person for so long. They're always going to be there. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, I, okay, on our one date night a month that we get away from the children, it doesn't matter if I turn up in shitty trainers that are covered in mud. Yeah. She ain't going to care. It, it, what, one thing I noticed that was quite nice... She says to David Lindhagen, doesn't she? I think this is a very, like, just from, I'm not a woman, obviously, but talking to women, the thing that kind of seals her for her ending up sleeping with Lindhagen is he notices she's had a haircut. 
yeah, something so small and so... But so important. Yeah, yeah, it's inconsequential on a grand scale, mm. but for her, for her ego, to it, yeah. for it to be noticed is important. And I get it. Yeah. I, I've done things like... I've, I'm a bloke and I've had haircuts before and no one mentions it at all. Yeah. And I'm a bit like, oh, no one even noticed. <laughs> yeah, well, trust me, if you do what I do, you colour your hair blue and match it with the colour of your shoes, people fucking notice. Mm. I still get... At work, people like usually patients, but sometimes co-workers that you know work in completely different departments. Who they see me like, oh, nice hair. It's nice to hear. Mm. I guarantee you, I would not be getting that if my hair wasn't blue. Yeah. And oh, and don't mate. get me wrong. I also get judged negatively yeah. for having blue hair. People assume I'm like what they call them, like screaming leftists or something like that. It's like, clearly he glues himself onto roads to yeah. stop the pollution. And I'm not that. We're recording this on a road right now that you're glued to. <laughs> Can't you hear the traffic noise? Yeah, I tell you for why, because it's something that actually, something that this film gets slightly wrong, not hugely, just a smidge. Men don't get complimented often. No, no, but also, like, even if they are gorgeous, they don't normally get complimented. It's just they notice the change in the behaviours of women around them. But the main thing is, is like when he dresses him well, so he dresses him more like Ryan Gosling is dressed. Not exactly the same, but more similar. Yeah. Age more appropriate, appropriate for his version, age, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of those clothes are muted colours. Yeah. The good thing about your colors. age, the good thing about your age, and there's not many, so listen up, is you can rebuild your entire wardrobe with like 16 items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is all of them are very stereotypical. They're like white shirts with like blue cross lines on it. Um, a, a a jumper over the top, a jacket, um, a sports jacket, all this sort of stuff. Very. So everyone looks, and he. There is a point actually in this film where he's alone in the bar, uh, without without Jacob, and he's looking around at other men who are about his age, and they're all dressed very much the same. So it's. Oh no! I noticed a lot of them were dressed much more schlubby. They were dressed like he was earlier in the film, where it's very clearly cheap clothing. Right, not rich versions. Like of clothes. a good example of this is in the scene where he first goes to meet Ryan Gosling at the at the shopping centre, yeah. the mall. Yeah, yeah. He is wearing the most hideous striped yellow polo shirt yeah. I have ever seen. No, 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 no. Clearly, they, this is a different got, scene. Then. No, no. But what I'm saying is. A lot of people in the bar I noticed, the ones who were his age, are dressed that way. Like yeah. when he looks at the bold guy in the bar. No, no, I get that. They're all dressed in sort of more casual stuff. Yeah. But there's a scene where he's alone in the bar and he's looking around. There's other men chatting up women and it's just oh, little vignettes of them. And they are dressed very much similar mm. to how he's dressed. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why it's working. They're dressed better than the men at the bar who are in polo shirts. Yeah. Um, so this film has got some interesting cinematography in it, I thought. I, this film looks nice. It's yeah. uh, it, The colour palettes they choose, it, it, this is one of those films where they very much got onto the LUT brigade. Uh, but what they've chosen is very good because they've styled the costumes mm. and everything else to match the lighting. Yeah. I quite like the scene when, when Ryan Gosling takes Emma Stone to his house. Mm. The lighting is naturalistic, but it's not bright as such it's got they're, they're using shadow effectively yeah also it's shade. slightly blue tinted but not in the egregious way that mm. it is in something like man of steel or something like that where basically they dial it up to maximum mm. in this it is slightly blue shaded but it's a natural blue right. and there's still plenty of other colors at play the one shot that i really that really grabbed me there's one when ryan gosling first pulls steve carell over in the bar 
to basically go, right, I'm going to show you how to mm. do whatever. The shot of Ryan Gosling talking, he's in that double-breasted grey suit, which looks great. They're in chairs, which are sort of grey-brown. And then behind him, the bar is in his bockade out is slightly blurry. And it's grey, but with, like, up-lighted, bright orange lighting. Yeah. So you get this pattern of, like, browns, greys, and oranges. So you... And actually, at the bar, it's very similar. There's not many striking blues, greens, reds. Mm. It's all in that same palette. And every single scene, certainly the ones where they had full control of the light, they picked their colour palettes quite strongly. Yeah. Um, I like that. You could, you could. This is one of those films that you could break down shots into three or four mm. main colors. Yeah. Um, which I like. It has its place, and this film is probably that place. Yeah. I think the strength of this film is it's got a pretty good sense of humor yes. for most of the runtime, and there's a really good chemistry between Gosling and Carell, mm. and then again between Gosling and Emma Stone. It's a surprising one with him and Carell. Because of the age difference, you don't Mm. expect them to have, you know, that bromance chemistry. But they've got it. And it feels realistic. Yeah. Um, Some films feel forced. I thought Carell had pretty good good, uh, chemistry with Marissa Tomei as well. I mean, Marissa Marissa Tomei is obviously playing a very large role in this. Like, I don't mean large as in her screen time. I mean, it's a big character who's very overacting because she's... Let's be honest, she's, she's basically nuts, is the gimmick. Well, we've seen Marissa Tomei several times in different films. The mm. new Spider-Man, uh, the... Spider-Man, Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs, things uh, like that. The Wrestler. She, yeah, and she's always... Um, oh, she's fantastic, she's, Marissa oh, Tomei. Oh, yeah, yeah, is. but she's always like a, a softer sort of good character, like yeah. a, a either a neutral good or a good character. In this, she's mental. Yeah. And she plays mental well. The bit where she <laughs> leaps on him yeah. is so funny. Yeah, he found the one woman where downloading all of his problems turned her on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the problem the film has, because it does have one glaring problem that I'm surprised none of the reviews we delved into brought it up. One of these stories, and this is not an old film, this is from 2011, so you can't use the excuse of, you know, oh, it was the 1950s, things were different. Yeah, and even then it would have been like... It still would have been bad, but attitudes were different back then. Of course. This is modern enough that people should know better. One of the storylines is the 13-year-old son is in love with the 17-year-old babysitter. It's obviously an infatuation based entirely on physical appearance. Now, that's fine. I'm fine with that because... We've all been there. We've all had teenage crushers, and they feel like they mean the whole world to yeah. you. But actually, once you grow up and you look back, you're like, that was just a, such a silly little thing. But it's because your hormones are all over the place. And you're yeah. Like, Damn, this woman must love me because I fancy her. Yeah. Um, and um, it happens the other way. In fact, it happens the other way in this film because she has a fancy on Steve Carell. Yeah, so she has a fancy on Steve Carell. She also catches the young boy early in the film jerking off jerking off yeah and, and you like, called oh, you just... called it didn't you you were joking and you went oh he's gonna say i was doing it for you baby yeah um and he actually does turn around and go yeah. you know i think about you when i when I'm and she's it. like please stop yeah um the it problem is, is cringe, so here's the two problems one is he won't take no for an answer she tells him multiple times yeah. she even sends him a text saying you are making me uncomfortable yes and he justifies it with i believe she's my soulmate. Yeah. Well, you're in dangerous territory there. Yeah. But 
Let's even forgive that because he's a stupid kid. Yeah. Right? We all make mistakes. She takes, uh, on the advice of a friend of hers, takes naked photos of herself to post to Steve Carell. Now, she ends up not posting them because before she can post them, her mum finds them yeah. and goes fucking mental. Now, that would have been wrong. It wouldn't have been Carell's fault because he doesn't yeah, know yeah. any of this is going on. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that would have been wrong. But again... From the fact that she is the underage girl, but she fancies someone above, like, yes. who's older than her, you can understand that she has those feelings, yeah. it's so long as he doesn't, and he doesn't, to be fair. That was the yeah. one danger, I was like, please don't reciprocate. Please oh, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Please don't sleep with the girl, and then go, oh, I've made a mistake. And yeah. thankfully, this film does not go there. At the end of the film, and this is where, the, I love the film up to this point. Yeah. It ends with a real cheesy, typical, you know, guys giving a speech in front of a crowd ending where the son is basically like, I don't believe in love anymore. I don't believe in science. And Steve Crowd gets up and professes his undying love for Julianne Moore. And after this has happened, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, with no build up to it, really, the babysitter girl has changed her mind. Well, because she's and inspired actually, by the fact that, you know, yeah. that the true love could exist, and so therefore the son could be yeah. correct. So then the son comes up to her and he's like, I'm not going to keep chasing you because um, I'm going to wait a few years instead because when I get older, I'm going to look exactly like my dad and yeah. you fancy my dad. That's weird. That's weird. Even weirder. You can bone me and think of my dad while we do it. Even weirder, <laughs> she then goes, oh, think of, you know, I've got you a present that you can use. Ugh. While you wait the four years to catch up to her age or whatever. And she gives him, a 13-year-old boy, the naked photos of herself. That, yeah. Now, I know, I know there's going to be people listening going, oh, I'd have fucking loved naked photos of a 17-year-old. Yeah. And yeah, you can get them on the internet. He even openly admits earlier in the film that he's been watching porn, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, um, yeah. Which, to be fair, that was quite funny when he goes, when she goes, do these child protection things even work? He goes, they work for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was funny, to be fair. Like, this isn't the actor's fault. It's just an ill-conceived part of the script. Because, I'm sorry, you are, you're 17, you're near enough of age, yep. you are giving naked photos of yourself to an underage child. Yep. And what is annoying about this film is this film plays out like it's some sort of sweet thing. Yeah, it's like sweet Flip and funny. the genders. You and you're like, Flip the not... genders yeah. and have a 17-year-old boy giving pictures of his dong to a fucking 13-year-old girl. girl. And of yep. course, that's sick. Yeah. It's sick the other way, too. Yep. And it is like, it's just, oh, it, it puts such a damper on the ending of the film. Yeah, because you're like, there is no justification for this ending. That you could yeah. have not done any of this ending, yeah. like this bit of the ending, the film would have wrapped up better. But you know, it's yeah, like the, they, they want to pay off every story. Because yeah, here's the other thing. But this wasn't the payoff. The payoff yeah. should have been... He I'll gets let you over finish, it because I think you told me. Well, because his mirrors Steve Carell, where Steve Carell is also like, "I'll never give up chasing Julianne Moore." Yeah, that's also wrong. Yeah, that's not wrong in the sense it's not morally sick, like the paedophilia is. No, but it's just the wrong ending. What this should be is, and I realise that's not the Hollywood happy ending, but it should be them moving on. Yeah, it should be the kid going, "Yep, yeah, I've learnt my lesson. You're older than me. You're not interested." That's the key thing here. Is she has said no. Yeah. 
I'm going to move on. And Steve Carell should move on. He shouldn't go back to sleeping around. Yeah. It should be, it I've should've... accepted that you're with David Lindhagen now. It should be that he tells her at that thing, mm. I love her, I will always love her, but I know that this, we don't t- want to be together this has ended and it's time to move on. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the love has to end. Therefore, their relationship will continue, not as a relationship, not as a romance, but it will continue as parents to their children in a healthier way. Exactly. But it's not. It, it's basically he's going to win her back. Yeah. Whether she, And it will take... No, he's going to keep ramming at that before. Yeah. And the other thing as well that's really stupid about this film, earlier in the film, uh, when Marissa... It turns out Marissa Tomei is the son's teacher. teacher. Yeah. Um, and Marissa Tomei goes mental in front of him and yeah. reveals to the wife <laughs> that's, that... She's so funny in that scene. Yeah. But... Uh, it turns out that Steve Carell slept with at least nine girls by this point, mm. like having only ever slept with uh, Julianne Moore up to the up to their divorce. He's now slept with nine women thanks to Jacob. Yeah, and uh, Julianne Moore's like nine girls. I can't. That's disgusting. Nine women. It's like, bitch, you don't get to fucking complain. Yeah. At this point, like you slept yeah. with someone else while you were think, married. Like, yeah. You I mean, she, she, she's in the wrong. I don't think the film pretends that she isn't in the wrong. It doesn't defend the, him either, though. In fact, it's no, because they're him. both in the wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. both in the wrong. Is he in the wrong for plowing when he's single? Showing off about it, he's wrong for. Did he show off? Yeah, and he does immediately regret it. To be fair, because he turns around and belts to her, "Oh, I've slept with no one," and he does immediately go, "I shouldn't have told you that. I didn't mean to show off." So he understands that what he's done is wrong. I didn't realise he was showing off. I thought he yeah. just slipped out because he doesn't know when to shut up. It's bragging, though, isn't it? That's like me sitting there going, well, I've slept with this many women. Um, these are slept. the only reason to... Hmm? You've not slept with nine women, have you? Anywho. Yeah, they so call me Mr. Sheen. <laughs> for me, personally, the ending doesn't quite work. What does work is the third act reveal at the start of the third act or end of the second act, depending on how you want to classify it, where, it, where when you realise that all the stories actually tie together. Yeah. That works so well that, for me. Yeah. Where they all, like, when Cal... Cal's there, he's going to suppress, uh, surprise his wife, and then Jacob and Emma Stone walk in and realise that she's Steve Carell's daughter, yeah. and there's that confusion. And then the big bold guy, unfortunately, I don't, I've seen that actor in loads of things, yeah, I've seen and him I don't shit. know, yeah, he's always a bit part, isn't he? Yeah, he's always, and he's always like a guy next door. Yeah, and he just charges in and spears Steve Carell. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, oh, it's when Kevin Bacon turns up. He's like, he just wanders in like, hey, you left your sweater in my car. Uh, and they're like, who the fuck are you? And he goes, I'm David Lindhagen. And Ryan Gosling just goes, David Lindhagen. And just takes his yeah, ring off. Yeah, he takes her ring okay. And he's like, he's like okay, and just yeah. walks up to him to deck him, him one. He actually punches him as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's not even his fight. But it's and like, he says to him, you know, how much, yeah, he says, it, you know how much pain and suffering you caused my friend here yeah um and that's that's the real good bro bit of it is even when they hate each other Carell and gosling have got each other's backs yeah yeah i feel like that's real like bro thing like Mm. i've got i fall out with my friends sometimes but i'd defend them yeah except you what have i done you're a piece of shit I'm probably the most moral friend you've got. Yeah, but (laughs) but this is this is where you're mistaken moral and good are not the same thing I'm a moral good. Moral and boring are the same thing. No, they're not. I'm not beige. But you're boring. I'm not boring. So, yeah, this is a weird film, basically. I enjoy the film. The ending just feels, to me personally, 
really misjudged. It's, it feels to me like this film had a really good trajectory. It was going on about basically recovery from mm. a, basically the biggest loss of your life. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the studio forced him to slap a happy ending that's, on That was my concern because a lot of this story is leading towards redemption and moving on. And then at the very end, it just suddenly... Because the thing is, when it... The point where he could recover it is when he's got his wife blindfolded and he's trying to do a big romantic gesture yeah. for her. And that's when Gosling And that's when in. Gosling walks in. He ruins it by basically telling Gosling to piss off, you can't be with my daughter. Fucking David Lindenhagen comes in and gets smacked in the face and they have a big mm. fight. And then there's the, 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 the daughter porn from the uh, girl next door. All of that comes along and basically completely destroys any ability for there to be a romantic reconnection. Yeah. And that's the point where it should have been, this is the... And that is, honestly... And he even says to him, doesn't he, she's all yours, David. Yeah, it's the point of no return. Yeah. Uh, there was, at that point, to him certainly, it felt like there was a way back. Yeah. After that night, after that day, as you say, he, she's all yours, Lindhofen, uh, Lindhagen. And, you know, it is the point of no return. How do you recover from that? You've pissed off the daughter, you've pissed off the son, you've upset the wife, you've assaulted the boyfriend, and you've... uh, Alienated all your friends. Alienated the friends and disgusted them over their daughter. Like, you've you've got no real... And that's the thing, his walk off, it is the the finale of that relationship. Yeah, it's the, yeah, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah, and it should have been his recovery of realising that he can still have a relationship with his family and moving on. I love, in that bit where all the confusion's happening, I love that the dad of the babysitter pulls the windmill off of the thing and is brandishing it like he's going to use it as a weapon. Yeah, And you're like, dude, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) I'll beat down your candy ass. If it was The Rock, you'd be intimidated. eh? The guy looks... Throwing a windmill at you. The guy looks close enough to Stone Cold. I feel like he should have done a Stone Cold stunner. Yeah, yeah. Stone Cold, Stone Cold. But Um, that's the thing, Ryan Gosling is a Stone Cold stunner. I mean, he's very charming. This is the most charming I've ever seen Gosling. Mm. I know people love him in The Notebook. I think he looks better in this. Okay. He's a bit older, a bit more rugged. He's better in Notebook once he grows the beard. But when he's proper baby fat, I forgot how young he was in Notebook. Yeah, I mean, there is a nearly 10-year difference between the, the two. Yeah. Um, he seems 13 years, I think. No, not 13. No, the no, other 2004 way. 2004 to 2011. So that's so seven, seven years. years. I, was, I went the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you um, always. But yeah, he, he just, yeah, I mean, he is a very charming guy in it. Mm. Um, it doesn't feel at all false that he's picking up all these girls. Like, you totally are like... You buy it. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, of course he's getting these girls. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you even for Ryan Gosling. And even when Carell gets them... He, it's not by doing exactly what Gosling does, which no. is good, because it wouldn't work for Corral. Well, because Corral's not bad looking, but he's a different type of good looking. Well, that's what um, Gosling says. He's like, just don't mention your fan, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, you've got a different quality. Yeah. You know, I've got... You, and basically, it's that you're It's more the a, bad boy thing. Yeah, he's Gosling's got, Gosling's got the bad boy thing going. Yeah, and Corral just doesn't. No, because Corral's older, and he's, he's yeah. just got kind of features. Yeah, he's got a kind of face. He's got kind of personality. You know, so he can't really do the basically shut up and let's get going mm. because he's not that kind of guy. And he tries it, doesn't he, initially on Marissa Tomei. And it yeah, com- completely backfires trembles. terribly, doesn't it? Yeah, she's like, oh, so what do you do? What do you do? Oh, that's funny. I asked you first, but I asked you second. Yeah. Are you really going really to tell me what, what you, you do? do? Like, 
Yeah. At one point, he says it's like, shut up or something, doesn't he? Yeah. You're like, no, 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 buddy, you're doing it wrong. But the the reason he's doing it wrong is it's not natural to him. Yeah. And this is what I've said before. You can't force yourself to behave unnaturally because people sense it. Yeah. But anyway, I don't really have much more to say about this movie. No, I would watch it again. Um, Mm. I enjoyed it. I think it's very good, except that ending, which A, I believe is on... I'd love to look it up actually and see if it was shoehorned in by the studio. It feels yeah. shoehorned on. Yeah, um, it does. And also, not only is it—I mean, it's even more disgusting as well if it is shoehorned in by the audience, uh, by the studio, because that means yeah. the studio went, "Let the girl give the little boy the photos of her naked." Like, I'm sure this wasn't produced by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Weinstein Company was gone <laughs> by this point. There's, there's another Weinstein, Weinstein out Company there. weren't gone by this point. A eh? Weinstein weren't gone by this point. The company was. Wasn't. Weinstein. Were they not? I thought that was late 2000s that they... No. Weinstein Company didn't go until about 2016. Oh, yeah, because it was the Me Too movement, wasn't it, that mm. got Weinstein? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. No, fair, fair play. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's... It, I, like I said, I've seen it about four times mm. now. I've enjoyed it every time. Yeah. But every time, that ending just feels... Well, it's pedophilic. It's, it's like enjoying... It's pedophilic, so you can't really enjoy that bit of the Imagine film. enjoying a three-course meal. Yeah. And the start is perfect, the main is perfect, yeah. and then they bring out, like, fucking... I don't know, what's a shit dessert? Carrot cake for the dessert. Or... And you're like, or dude... anything with mint in it. For you, yeah. But it's... Don't give away your one weakness on fucking public radio Sorry. dipshit Anything now everyone knows how to kill you Krypton it's Krypton Kryptonite yes I know Superman's Ubermensch <laughs> <laughs> calm down Nietzsche uh, anyway I think we're done for the day I think we are done for the day that was a second take on Crazy Stupid Love from 2011. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can check out our entire back catalogue available on all good podcasting apps. We release new episodes of Second Take Cinema every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can also check our other show, VGMP, the video game movie podcast, where you can hear us talking about video game adaptations such as Street Fighter, Halo, uh, bloody, I don't know, Detective Can you really Pikachu. Not think of any more video I'm drunk. <laughs> Resi- I'm trying to say. I'm not trying not to say the ones that I say every time. Right. Okay. Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog, etc., etc. You can also hear us talk about films that are tangentially related to video games, yes. such as the awful comedy in air quotes. Noobs. Which I have mentioned them. Uh, which the the only lasting thing from Noobs is that it started our trend of saying Armageddon. Yeah, and Frogger. <laughs> Frogger! Frogger! Armageddon! Basically, that guy. That guy, yeah. That, that dude. Who also had the only good line in joysticks. Joysticks, yeah, yeah. I, I am, am half as smart as you think I am. Yeah. I am half as smart as you think I am. <laughs> maka, 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 maka. He should be uh, in better films. Yeah. Well, he was in Breaking Bad at one point, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of guest TV now. He's like, completely unrecognisable now. He's way older. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and we also covered things such as... Um, Oh, I had one in my head and I've just forgotten it. But, well, we also co- cover some really weird things that I can almost guarantee you won't have heard of. So some real unheard gems. For example, are you familiar with Starcade? And no, I don't mean the WCW pay-per-view. Starcade. Nobody knows that anyway. They do. I mean, they know that more than they know the 1970s fucking game show. The 1980s. 
and it ran for four well, seasons. So it where, must where be he proclaims good. that 1970 was a good year, but not a good score. That is true. Uh, <laughs> that is damn true. Um, and even weirder things like uh, Japanese exclusive adaptations of like Tekken. Yeah. Or Resident Evil animated films, or, or Sega even Hard Sega Girl. Hard Girls, uh, <laughs> where a grown so man ejaculates in his Sega Saturn over that and over and over again. In that oh, it totally does. It does not it happen does. in that series. That's all, folks. We'll see you next time on Second Take Cinema. <laughs>